Welcome to the Take Heart Podcast, where we have conversations around what it looks like to intimately walk with the Father, to know Him, to seek after Him, and to become more like Him. Our aim is to explore what it looks like to actively take heart, to be people who are confident in the future, because we know who our God is. Hello, and welcome to episode seven of the Take Heart Podcast, Attributes of the Father. Tonight, we are looking at holiness. Um, and joining me, as always, my co-host, Brie Bond. Hello, Emma Goff. How are you? I'm well, thank you, my friend. And Sam Haywood. Yo, 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 what's up? Wow, <laughs> Sam. That's great. I'm in a good mood today, ladies. Yeah, nice, nice. 11 out of 10 still? 11 out of 10. Maybe we're pushing 12. <laughs> Whoa, <laughs> settle down. My I know. Goodness. That's amazing. Wow. Look at us. We're just thriving. <laughs> this, this team is thriving. And look, episode seven, this has been a really wonderful journey so far. Um, I feel like the Lord has led this conversation a few different places. And I think looking at holiness tonight is really timely for the church. Mm. Um, I mean, for St. Paul's in particular, you know, we've been looking at holiness in, in our um, services recently. That's kind yeah. of our church series. Um, so, yeah, Bree, do you want to tell us a little bit about, about that? Yeah, I love how God just does that, how his mm-hmm. timing is always perfect, yeah. right? And like we set the plan for this podcast back in February and right. to know that that aligns with what our church is doing is really exciting. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there was um, one particular sermon that um, Paul Lucas gave to us. If if anyone's not at our church or, um, or you are, it's on YouTube. Um, it was on the 2nd of May. Uh, and he was talking about a holy God and he challenged us with um, this one question that, and I'm paraphrasing because I didn't write it down, but he said, um, what do you know about the holy God? How big and powerful do you think he is? Mm. And is your view of God larger than your view of the people that you admire? Mm. And it got me thinking like with apps like Instagram where, you know, the people that we admire are right there in the palm of our hands whenever we want to see them. Um, You know, celebrities, entrepreneurs, philanthropists, whoever we want is just right there. And so I'm wondering whether we give them priority in our lives and our minds or do we give God his rightful place? Mm. And so we want to kind of start by talking about um, what does the Bible reveal about God's holiness? Yeah, that's right. And I think the logical place to start would be to define what holiness is. Like, what does it mean? Um, one definition is that it's something dedicated or consecrated to God or to a religious purpose, someone or something that is sacred, um, connected to God. Um, there is a purity of character to holiness and the Bible wants our thoughts of God to be about his holiness. The word holy appears, this is, this is an interesting fact, almost 700 times in the Bible. So the Bible mm. reveals that it is God's holiness, his purity of character. That is what distinguishes God from all else. Um, you know, 1 Samuel 2 verse 2 says, There is none holy like the Lord, none. For there is none besides you. There is no rock like our God. Mm, yeah. Oh. Um. I don't know about you, but I really love um, biblical numerology, the mm-hmm. study, which is funny because I'm terrible at maths, but I love um, numbers and patterns in the Bible. It's just always fascinated me. Mm. Um, and then number three in God's word is um, a number that, you know, represents harmony and yep. God's presence and completeness. Mm. And to know that, you know, it's no surprise really that they're the only, there's only two references that has these three words repeated, which mm. is holy, holy, holy. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's in the phrase, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. 
that's found in Isaiah 6 and Revelation 4. And they're both within the descriptions of the throne room of God and they're both describing the almighty one, the holy wow. God. Mm-hmm. And this repetition um, just emphasizes his holiness, yeah. really. Um, Isaiah uh, chapter 6, verses 1 to 6. I just want to read that for us quickly because um, I think it's just, it's just this amazing picture of the God that we serve. Mm. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord, high and exalted, seated on a throne, and the train of his robe filled the temple. Mm. Above him were seraphim, each with six wings. With two wings they covered their faces, with two wings they covered their feet, and with two they were flying, and they were calling to one another, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord Almighty. The whole earth is full of his glory. And at the sound of their voices, the doorposts and the thresholds shook and the temple was filled with smoke. Woe to me, I cried, for I am ruined, for I am a man of unclean lips and I live among a people of unclean lips and my eyes have seen the King, the Lord Almighty. Hmm. I just can't even imagine (laughs) what that would be like, what that, yeah, what that would feel like. Um, And my mum's going to love that I quoted that passage. Is that a favourite of hers? It is, yeah. Whenever she's um, feeling brave and she's talking about getting a tattoo, that's always what she wants <laughs> to get tattooed. The, the wow. verses of um, the train of his robe filled mm. the temple. Mm. I just, like you think about picture. a bride and how far away the train is from her, the train of her gown. Yeah. Like it's the thing that's the furthest away and yet mm-hmm. that is what feels the glory. Like it's got nothing to do with who he is, but it's who he is like it's it's his you know it's his character and it's part of him is his Mm. holiness it's Mm. amazing um Isaiah's reaction um I think would be really natural for someone who's in that in his presence like he says woe to me I am ruined yeah and that acknowledgement (laughs) that I'm nothing before a holy God yeah (laughs) yeah yeah absolutely um and when we consider what is holy uh it is truly representative of our heavenly father Mm. Um, it's, re- it's representative of his perfection um, and of something that is unattainable, really. Mm, mm. And I, I think I'd love to just touch on a little bit more about that repetition of the word holy, because mm. I think there's a lot to be said there um, and it is really important to consider it. So as we know, like repetition is used to emphasize a point in the Bible. Um, you know, for example, Jesus says, truly, truly, I say to you and um, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, like he, he repeats a lot of the words he uses. But only once in all scripture is an attribute of God actually elevated above any and all others and used three times in succession. Mm-hmm. This is the only time. Um, it doesn't happen with any other characteristic of God, like mercy or love. Mm. It doesn't. So why repeat something? Yeah, you know, Why are we repeating holy? Well, because I think we, we need to remember what is important and also what is often forgotten. You know, repetition mm. as a teacher, repetition is a learning tool. You know, we, we wrote learning, you, you help kids understand something by repeating it to them a few mm. times because we can be so forgetful, right? Mm. We need, we, we, we need to be reminded because we so often forget the holiness of God because it is the hardest one for us to even be able to focus on because it seems so like the furthest one away from us, right? Mm. You know, we think maybe other attainable characteristics like love or I don't know, faithfulness, but holiness seems to be the one that's the most unattainable because we know that we don't have this purity of character, Mm. right? We know that we are sinful. 
Um, but when we yeah. consider all of those other attributes of God, they all hinge on holiness. Mm. Mm. That's why holiness is so important because, you know, if you think about one of his attributes being love, he loves out of his purity of character. Yeah. You know, if you think about him being a righteous judge, he's a righteous judge because of his purity of character. It all hinges on God's holiness. Mm. Mm. And so then if we on the Take Heart podcast are having these conversations about knowing the Father and becoming mm. more like him, then how can we emulate God's holiness when it is unattainable? Yeah. Um, can you yeah, unpack that for us a bit and maybe have a chat about what um, set apart looks like as well? Yeah, I think we need to understand that God is other. He is not bound by time. He's not bound by gravity or mm. any physical limitations. He's not like us, um, which, in turns me, which in turn means that he's not bound to mortality because he's the adjudicator of mortality. That means that he is set apart or completely different to, not because of his appearance, but by his essence. He is perfect. He is without any wrong or blemish. And this means that he is holy. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So I think going off that, the question should be asked, how can we be holy when we will never be perfect on this earth? Yeah. Yeah. Great question. Mm -hmm. um, and I guess that if we take that attitude um, with all of our pursuits of living a godly life, then what really is the point? Like if, mm. you know, if life is so short and the things that we've talked about in the last few episodes, like his unfailing love and forgiveness and holiness, you know, what's the point if we will never actually attain them and we'll never actually be, um, you know, as in all those things as God is, mm. if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, if we look at it from that sense, then, yeah, we will never be God. We were not designed to be God. Mm -hmm. um, we have to remember that we are the created, not the creator. Mm. Um, but I want us to kind of have a look at three things that show us that it's not only attainable, but it's actually already happened or has mm. been planned to happen. Right. Um, so I just want to read a couple of quick things and then um, we'll have a look at the different tenses in each of them. Um, so Hebrews 10, 9 to 10 says Jesus's words and he says, um, here I am, I have come to do your will. He sets aside the first to establish the second and by that will we have been made holy through the sacrifice of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. So through Je Jesus's death on the cross, um, we are already holy in God's mm. sight. Mm. We've already been made holy through Christ's sacrifice. And when he bridged the gap between us and the Father, mm. we've got past tense there where he's, yeah. you know, we have been made holy. Good. And then Hebrews 10, 14 tells us that because um, by one sacrifice, he has made perfect forever those who are being made holy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's the present tense, right? Um, through the process of sanctification, it's a big fancy word, mm -hmm. um, but basically by the power of God's spirit, we are continuously being molded, continuously being shaped in the, into the image of Jesus. Mm. And then the more that we seek him and the more that we become like him, you know, the, the, the holier we become essentially. Mm. Um, Jerry Bridges has written countless books, but one I've read recently called The Pursuit of Holiness says that holiness is a process, something we will never completely something, sorry, something we never completely attain in this life. Rather, as we begin to conform to the will of God in one area of our life, he reveals the need, he reveals to us our need in another area. Hmm. So it's like, you know, you feel like you've mastered one part of your life and then you realize, oh, there's all this I still need to work on. Very humbling. Yeah, absolutely. 
Um, so we have been made holy. We are being made holy. And then we will be made holy. Yeah. When Jesus returns, he will declare us holy before the Father. Isn't mm. that amazing, right, to know that our past, our present, and our future are all covered by the blood of Jesus? Yes. That they're Amen. all purified, sanctified, forgiven, to know that we can confidently call our Father our Father, not because of what we've done, but because of what God has done in and through us. Mm. Amazing. Mm. We're going to take a little bit of a break from our podcast to get to know our host, Emma Goff, a little bit better today Woo-hoo. with a winter-themed Fast Five. Nice. It is cold today. Emma, it is cold today yeah. here in Sydney. I know you're a bit of a fan of winter. Yes, absolutely. Nothing like getting it cozies on. Oh. Coming, you know, coming home from work and just immediately <laughs> getting into your trackies. 100%. Such a good feeling. So... With our winter-themed Fast Five today, I want to get five hot tips for winter from Emma Goff. Okay. Here's what I'm thinking. Uh, hot tip number one, how do you stay warm at home in winter? Oh, man. Um, hot drinks, obviously. Such tea. as? Definitely a tea. Gotta, gotta have a tea. Why did I say tea like okay, three times in great. succession? Um, hot hot chuckies, hot chuckies. Hot tip number two. Okay. Um... How do you not get cold whilst sleeping during winter? Many people have different opinions on blankets, dunas, mm. electric blankets. What's your vibe? Yep. Um, yeah. Layered. Aircon on, heater on, off. Oh, absolutely you know. not. No, no, no. No, okay. no. Can't <laughs> Hit me run, up with can't, the sitch. Can't run that electricity <laughs> bill. But uh, a couple of blankets, you know, maybe a jumper, socks. Yeah. Interesting. Just, just layers. Real budget option those- there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, no, I just actually choose to just keep my, myself warm with my body heat, you know. Um, no, um, I have one of those weighted blankets now. <gasps> I'm really oh, looking into that. So You should do it. Okay. It's game changing. And so I actually sleep with that now, which can, could be like intimidating for some people because it's a little weight on your I body, but it's just so calming. And then it's also nice and toasty and warm. So two birds, one stone. Oh, this theme. I just amazing. feel so cozy. I right do now. too, but I just wish I had a tea in front of me now. So true. Yeah. Uh, question number three. Yes. Um, you want to go out on an outing, fun day, Saturday. It's mm-hmm. winter though. It's cold. What do you do? <laughs> it de- it all depends on you know out- is it outfit appropriate? You know, have you dressed for the for the for the season? Mm-hmm. So, I suppose. My ideal winter day would be like going down south somewhere, checking out like a winery, you know, oh, yes. having like a nice, you know, love this lunch or some long lunch with some wine. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where this is coming from or like cafe hopping, but like you, you know, you're going to a cafe, you're having a tea, you're reading a book. It's a whole like cozy vibe, I guess. Like, <laughs> so like good. barrel. What Barrel's the just the best place to be when it's cold, right? 100%. Yeah, so I just, I'd love to sit in one of those. There's like the cafe that's called the Elephant Cafe or something. And it's just, you're sitting in there and there's books around you and oh, it's warm and it's cozy awesome. and you're just encouraged to read mm. while you drink your coffee. And that's just a perfect day for me. Wow. That was, I'm so glad I chose this theme for you. Okay. I think I'm doing it wrong. That's just amazing. <laughs> Last question. It's Wednesday night. <laughs> you had plans. They got cancelled. Oh, no. It's just you at mm. home on a cold, wintry Wednesday. Yeah. What do you do? I... I, I don't know. I... 
rug up. Mm-hmm. Again, budget option. <laughs> Don't put the air on. Take that heater off. Yeah. It's probably still got the plastic over the uh, over the switch. I'm considering turned on. This is such an adult conversation to have, but I'm considering getting a gas heater because I have a gas outlet in my gas in my is house much now. better than electric. Yes, so I'm thinking, but it is a bit of a cost, you know, to buy one. But considering it, because my yeah, house does you get make cold. the savings in the electricity That's bills. True. That is true. So okay, I spent three thousand dollars last winter on electricity Jeez. bills. Damn. Oil, gas, electric oil, oil heaters. Oh, right. Oh, Sam. Yeah, ruined my life, no, didn't that? We should talk. Learn, yeah, learn a little lesson, though. That's good. So I think Wednesday gas night. Gas heater. Mm-hmm. The gas heater's going. Um, there's a there's a movie on. Mm. It's a cosy movie. Mm-hmm. Like, I know we've mentioned The Holiday Like before, The Holiday. Like <laughs> The Holiday. Nice. Uh, we I'm, watched The Holiday the other night. Nice. Very cosy movie. It's such a cosy movie. Mm-hmm. Jack Black. I just love him so much. He's making soundtracks and serenading Kate Winslet. It's just a cute time. Um, and I've got a hot chocolate and and someone that I like a lot on the lounge with me, you know? Oh, like a guy. No. <laughs> like a little snuggle buddy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, everyone wants a snuggle buddy. That? So uh, if uh, no. you are a single <laughs> listener, male, no. Oh, and uh, yeah, you yeah. also want a snuggle buddy. Yeah. Emma's phone number is 0413426874. That is not my phone number, praise the Lord. <laughs> I can't believe I just said that. I was thinking just like a friend that I enjoy their company. You know, I don't, you don't need I to do it. the movie by yourself. I'm with you there. Get a bowl of popcorn between you and that popcorn is between you because you're not snuggling, you know, you're, you're separate on the lounge. Because mm-hmm. that's not what I was talking about. Sure. Mm. Okay. Well, it's been great to get to know you a lot better today, <laughs> Emma Goff. Me, it's Let's too much. get back to our episode. I think, you know, hopefully we can see now that our process, this process and pursuit of holiness isn't futile. But I think maybe we'll, let's just focus a little bit more about why that is, why that is like mm. why, why it isn't futile. Um, you know, Jen Wilkin in her book, In His Image, we've referenced that a few times in this podcast because we both really love that book. Um, she says that holiness is both given to us, but also asked of us. So, you know, um, it says, you know, in Christ you were made holy, now be holy. Mm. It's a both, this has happened, but also keep stepping into it, mm. keep embracing the process. And Hebrews 10.10 is a beautiful assurance for us that, we have been made holy through the sacrifice of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. We have been set apart as his children. But as much as this has been given to us, we must also practice holiness. God calls his people to be holy because I am holy in Leviticus 11 and again in Leviticus 19 and Levi- Leviticus 20. Um, and, you know, repetition again is serving as this like teaching tool in the word of God here. Um, you know, it's such an important instruction and request from God. And he's not being unreasonable when he asks this of us, um, mm. you know, because the, I think the only way that it would be unreasonable to ask this of us is if he actually didn't provide any sort of way for us to pursue holiness. Mm. But God has given us full permission to walk in holiness, um, but he also gives us the responsibility of using these provisions um, to walk a holy walk and to put on the new self, as we see in Colossians mm. 3, uh, 1 to 17. and you know, Peter re- repeats this request in 1 Peter 1, 14 to 16, when he says, as obedient children, do not be conformed to the passions of your former ignorance. But as he who called you is holy, you also be holy in all your conduct, since it is written, you shall be holy, for I am holy. You know, don't conform to who you once were, but 
be reformed to who you should be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Yeah. And again, just as a, a reminder as to why it is so important to pursue holiness, consider this, that, you know, a, a pursuit of holiness is so tied into God's will for our lives. Mm. 1 Thessalonians 4, 3 to 6, 3 to 7, sorry, says, for this is the will of God, your sanctification, that you abstain from sexual immorality, that each one of you know how to control his own body in holiness and honor, not in the passion of lust like the Gentiles who do not know God, that no one transgress and wrong his brother in this matter, because the Lord is an avenger in all these things, as we told you beforehand and solemnly warned you. For God has not called us for impurity, but in holiness. God has not called us for impurity, but in holiness. Therefore, whoever disregards this, disregards not man, but God who gives his Holy Spirit to you. Like living a life of holiness, of being set apart, is God's will for us. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. And he says that so many times in the Bible. You, you know, you're my people and you are to be set apart. You're to be mm-hmm. different to the mm-hmm. world. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So then how do we know that God is holy and what are the implications of that holiness? Mm. So God is holy. Therefore, he requires that we be holy. So an important thing to think about here is whose level of holiness are we called to? Are we called to live a morally good life, to be better behaved than the person next door, like Mm -hmm. to not murder someone or to not cheat or to lie? Does being a good person make you holy? These are all really good questions, right? But I think the benchmark that the world sets for holiness just isn't right. Even the benchmark of holiness that is set by Christians that you might admire, you know, Mm -hmm. that's not right. We are called to God's level of holiness. And that's a different level altogether. Um, Jerry Bridges, again, fave. Um, He says, holiness is nothing less than conformity to the character of God. Mm. Nothing less than that. God cannot help but know what is right. And so he can only do what is right. This is what makes God holy. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I really love um, Stephen Charnock's words. He says, um, the word holy is used more often as a prefix to God's name than any other attribute mm. and that holiness is God's crown. Mm. He therefore for one minute cannot relax that perfect standard of holiness. Mm. Um, the implications of God holiness, God's holiness um, is that we too are to be holy. We've spoken about that a little already. Um, but now to understand the importance of this, we must first make clear that every knee will bow mm. and every tongue confess that Jesus is Lord. Mm. And we need to understand that we will be raised to stand before God, you know, whether we believe in him, whether we're Christians or not, um, and that this is why the implication of God's holiness is so important and because only those who are covered by Jesus' blood are covered in, um, in God's sight on the day of judgment. You know, we, we want to be standing there. We want to be um, seen by God having Jesus' blood covering us and knowing that, you know, that we are, I guess, on the right track to pursuing that on earth. Um, and so, you know, we, we must be pursuing this holiness provided in Jesus Christ and, and live it out. Mm. Um, so how do we keep striving for that then if the world doesn't accept us? Mm. I think accepting that it is a part of our salvation, you know, that salvation also leads to a desire to be made holy. That's really important. Um, when you're saved, you, you know, we, we hate our sin. Like we hate our mm. old ways, um, but we're also striving to clothe ourselves in our new inheritance too. We're striving to grow in Christ, to learn to think and speak 
and act as him in the everyday. Um, Hebrews 12, 14 says, make every effort to live in peace with all men and to be holy. Without holiness, no one will see the Lord. <laughs> that's, that's always been a really um, convicting verse for me personally. Mm. Like strive to live in peace with all men and to be holy because without holiness, you won't see God. Mm. You know, it is, it is God who makes us holy in Jesus. And he also provides for us whatever we need to continue walking in this holiness too, which is really mm. awesome to think about because we don't have to strive for it ourselves. Um, you know, we must be making a conscious effort to walk in that provision that God has given us of his holiness, to learn what it looks like to behave as children of God, children of light and not of darkness. Um, but yeah, the question is, how do we do this? Um, <laughs> we've chatted through some of these ways. If you want to flash back to episode three, we talked about some of those practical ways of beholding the father. But there's three we thought it was important to highlight again, um, you know, prayer, Bible reading, personal discipline. I know this seems like the, mm. the stock standard answers, but I mean, they're there for a reason, right? Yeah. People bring up, you know, this is what you should do because it works. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. Um, so in prayer, um, Ephesians 6 teaches us how to put on the armor of God um, and to protect ourselves against uh, the against the devil. But the armor of God must be paired with prayer. Mm. Um, I think it was Priscilla Shira has a, Bible study series called The Armour of God. Um, and he's, she says that prayer is what activates the armour. Mm. And I love that image. Mm. It's just, you know, you, you can't pick up the shield of faith or put on the breastplate of righteousness without first praying over it and praying yeah. through it. Yeah, that's true. Um, so prayer for strength is also very important for us to come humbly to God and ask for what we need. It shows our dependence on him to provide for, you know, our daily walk. And as we live a life of pursuing him whilst we're still in the world, we know that that's not easy. Mm. So, um, yeah, so I think prayer is really, really important. That's great. Mm. Um, and like we said, Bible reading, you know, I think it is really important that we continue to spend time in God's word. God refines us through it by teaching and rebuking and encouraging us. It is where he speaks to his people. We know this, um, you know, and how are we to expect ourselves to pursue a holy walk with God without both forms of communication with him, which is prayer and Bible reading as well. Mm. Mm. And then the last one that we wanted to highlight is personal discipline. Mm -hmm. um, so we must, you know, also continue to build that resilience and that self-control and restraint against everything that may cause us to stray against this holy walk that we're living. Mm. Um, it's not going to happen overnight. It's a daily grind, um, but it's essential. I think that personal discipline really allows us to be able to, um, you know, stand firm when the enemy tries to drag us down mm. and to remember that discipline drives desire. We've said that mm. a few times. Um, but Such a good catchphrase though. It is. It is. Um, so to intentionally carve out those times to spend with God mm -hmm. and to be still with him um, and just to, you know, be blessed in how he delights you, delights in you for that. Like mm. God's word says that, like he delights in you spending time with him. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, kind of like you mentioned, like, it, you know, it, it might seem very bland or basic, but um, they're really, you know, the, the cornerstone of our faith that really needs to be the mm. foundations that we put in place. I think, you know, there's no simple or new formula, um, but we've been given these things to grow our intimacy with the Father. So let's just get in and do it. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> because, you know, walking in, in holiness is twofold. I think it's this wholehearted dependence on God and then also the personal discipline to do so. Uh, 1 Timothy 4 is all about training ourselves to be godly. It's um, a process of choosing God and his ways every single day. But 
also acknowledging that it is only by the power of God that it can even happen. Um, you know, we must remember that it is God who calls us to be holy and, and that will help change the way that we think about our pursuit of holiness when it's completely contradicted by the world. Mm. We're called by God that triumphs over everything, that trumps over everything. Our call is from the God who is the beginning and the end, the creator, the sustainer, the savior of our lives. You know, know, know that call to be holy is from someone who knows what is absolutely best for you, mm-hmm. despite what the world may say. And I think, you know, another little bit of advice that we've also unpacked in church is don't quench the spirit, you know, let the mm-hmm. word of God rebuke you and respond to it. Um, ultimately, because, you know, our holy walk will allow others to see the goodness of God through us. That's a very worthwhile mm-hmm. pursuit. Um, you know, we must remember that everything we do, every single thing that we do is about the glory of God. Um, and we can see this holy walk manifest in our lives by looking at the fruits of the spirit at work in our lives. If in holiness, we are to connect with the holy person of Jesus and ask him to use us for his glory. Well, then I think that the fruits of the spirit are a mark of true holiness. If the fruits of the spirit, so, you know, found in Galatians five, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control, if these are evident in our lives, well, then it's really clear that we're content in Jesus and only Mm. Jesus, and we're pursuing true holiness in our everyday. Mm. So look for those markers Mm. of someone walking in holiness and you will be encouraged, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um. It's a bit of a teaser about episode 10 that's coming oh, up in yeah. a few markers <laughs> of a episodes time. Yeah. Um, before we pray over you, um, we just have a personal reflection question that we really wanted to share with you. Mm. Um, we would love you to take this into your week ahead um, for you to write it down, ponder over it, pray over it. It might just change your life. Mm. So here it is um, from God's perspective, right? Is it too much for God to ask that his people pursue holiness in light of the sacrifice of the cross? Mm. Mm-hmm. So as you reach for your pen or your phone to write it down, I'm going to yeah. read it again. Um, is it too much for God to ask for his... For, uh, <laughs> try that again. <laughs> is it too much for God to ask that his people pursue holiness in light of the sacrifice of the cross? Let me pray for you. Father God, I thank you so much for... Everyone who is listening to this, thank you for Emma and Sam who's you know given up their time to help teach um, and to lead people through um, through your holiness. Lord, I thank you so much for this opportunity, and I just want to pray over every heart and soul and mind who is listening. Um, Lord, we pray that you will help us to know how to pursue this um, pursuit of holiness really well. Lord, we need your strength to be able to do it. We need um, you to help us to to know you know the way forward. And Father, I just pray that you will. Um, bless everybody who is listening, that you'll help them to have a hunger and a thirst for you. Um, Lord, we just thank you for um, this incredible opportunity and pray that you'll um, continue to um, you know, make everybody who is listening more holy and more like you. Mm-hmm. Thank you, God. Amen. Amen. We just want to take the time to thank the teaching team of Generation Ministries for their part in preparing this, um, this podcast and all of the research and just the the wholehearted pursuit of Jesus that they are all individually going on as well. We really want to honor them and thank them for, for what they're putting into this this podcast as well. So thanks guys. Awesome. We know that to take heart, to be encouraged and to seek a new thing is a personal pursuit. 
We want to encourage you that you are not alone in that pursuit. We believe that because of who our God is, we can actively seek him and see what he's doing. When we do this, things start to shift. Our hope for you is that you would embrace this process of becoming and allow our God to continue to grow you into all he is calling you to be and that you would have eyes to see what he is doing in this generation.